everybody. Welcome to the Backwoods Band Room. I'm your host, Lance Jones, coming to you from my own band room on a hilltop somewhere in central Pennsylvania. This is a podcast about teaching, a podcast about teaching music, and a podcast about teaching music in a small and rural school, a place where you can receive a compliment or a complaint over what kind of turkey call you're using on stage. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to our first episode of 2023. Hope you had a wonderful and restful holiday break, and you're off to a solid start to 2023. And yeah, the turkey call story, it's absolutely real. It's 100% true, and I can't wait to tell you more about it, but more on that in a minute. First, I don't know about anybody else, but I get sick immediately following my winter concert. It happens every single year. I go... All summer, all fall, March band season, winter, snow, sleet, rain, thunderstorms, negative degree temps, and somehow, as soon as my winter concert is over, two or three days later, my body says, sit down. Happens every year. And I'm not sure, uh, probably it's, it's telling me that it's, you know, the schedule is not something that can is sustainable long term. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that other than take notes and uh, ponder. And hey, speaking of pondering, while I was down and out over break, I had some time to really reflect on my winter concert, and I want to share a few things I've learned. First, is anyone else doing QR codes for their concert programs? This happened at two separate concerts I attended recently, and I'm curious to see where most K-12 programs stand with this versus printed concert programs or digital programs or no programs. I'm looking into this. Uh, I like the QR code idea. I think it's sleek, uh, simple. Don't have to print a bazillion programs, right? Just have it up online and a link. But I do wonder about the precedent that sets in a community where our concert etiquette is not great anyway, and now we're going to invite the phones to be out on the regs. You know, I, I don't know. Seems like maybe a slippery slope. Also, Streaming. Um, some parents asked if we were streaming our concert this year, and uh, I said no. You don't want to mess around with licensing issues, and you would rather the people be in person. But there's no denying when you live in a rural community or any community, you have relatives that are maybe all over the globe, and how nice that is to share that. So I don't know if we'll look at doing some type of balance between streaming our programs, but again, I have to think that there's some legalities there that that you run into post-COVID where, you know, the streaming thing is not, again, sustainable long-term. But these are two things that have developed post-COVID as we're trying to reestablish a new normal and setting expectations and precedent for the future. So, I don't know, it'll be interesting where those things go. So besides those two observations, I learned that in my district, we desperately need to reestablish concert etiquette amongst students and adults. We had our winter choral concert, and the audience behavior was a bit much. And by much, I mean we had kids running up and down the aisles. I saw two parents making out like it was the prom of 95, and I'm pretty sure Grandma on the front row was doing some Amazon shopping. So at the band concert two days later, we shut that mess down. I mean, for the sake of the kids, uh, we had to do something. So I read a brief riot act to remind people 
that they were attending a performance in real life, in person, and it didn't matter if they thought they were on mute. We all can see exactly what they are doing. Um, I also introduced the security guard and his arms. Uh, he was jacked, and so I had him lift. I had him wave his left hand and then his right hand, and I introduced him as Walker and Texas Ranger, which I knew the guy, so it was fine. He thought it was funny. He may have threatened to tase me later, but it was it was all good. But I was trying to be playful and tactful as I could be, um, but also reminding them that we, we can't be doing this again. So we have to look into how we are going to educate the students and the, the parents as they come back in the future. And hopefully, you know, part of it was just some excited energy, you know, to be back in person for a seasonal performance. But uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions or any thoughts on etiquette education for students and community, emails in the description, hit me up. Love to hear about it. So another thing I appreciate now that I've had some time to reflect on it is this idea that leaving it all out on the field is really important for us as music educators. And let me explain what I mean by that. So my concert folder for the fall had incredible depth and balance that even myself, I really wasn't, I mean, obviously I was trying to plan and prepare for those things, but everything kind of locked in, in a way that was really special. We've made some wonderful music this past semester, and we had some really meaningful and productive educational conversations. The kids all had fun learning the music, and I could see consistent growth all semester long, both as musicians and as people sitting in the chairs. And so did we have a full house for the winter concert? Absolutely. Did the kids get a standing ovation? Absolutely. And it was really well-deserved. But those things, those results were so out of our control. We never know what the audience attention is going to be or attendance is going to be or reaction is going to be. But all that stuff was great, but it was just the icing on the cake. When I look back, the experience was had, the job was done, and it was such a fulfilling experience and process regardless of the product or the results or the feedback that we got from that one concert that's all out of our control anyway. So will things always lock in the way it did this past semester? You know, probably not. Again, that's probably not a realistic expectation. But I am going to be conscious in the future to try and set that table for that result the best I can. Another observation is that when you are prompt and you're prepared and you have backup, it allows you to fully be there for the experience that you want to have with your students and also makes you available to take care of any issues. So yeah, if you're running around an hour before your performance, you're trying to get the lights on, the mics on and set up, you're trying to get the front doors open, making sure the heater or the AC system's working, you're trying to get the kids in and take attendance all while you're not dressed, you don't know where your scores are, you know, that doesn't set you up for success, but it also doesn't set your students up for success either, and it doesn't model what we want to be modeling for our students. You want to be in a place where all your work is done, so that way, an hour before the concert, you can reflect and relax, and you can calmly greet the students as they come in, and you're creating the atmosphere that you want them to have for that experience and what they should have for that experience. You need to be in a good place to make music if you want your students to be. Have your poop in a group, as my mentor would say, you know? But I happen to stumble on this thought because I had a few students that had some issues as they came in, and I was just thankful that... I was in a place where all my stuff was done and I was able to attend to those issues and 
my music colleague here in the district helped take care of the logistics stuff in the front of the house and making sure those things were handled so that way my attention could focus on the students. And I think we need to prepare for these things more in the future because we have more students now that are nervous about the performance and require a little more attention at those events. We also have a lot of kids in these small schools that don't have the support at home. And so their afternoon and evening has not been easy to get back to the school for a concert on time. They may not have a ride. You know, the the parents may not be thrilled about them coming to the concert. I've had a few parents that drop their kids off and don't stay and then pick them up later. You know, all kinds of things where some of your students are not going to naturally be in a good headspace to just show up and jump into a public performance, you know. So that's up to us to spend that time with them and help them switch gears and get back to that better climate for creativity and performance with the rest of their peers. Lastly, do not expect the students to realize the impact that these events have on their life until further down the road. So all these observations are not just for you, but they're things I'm working on as well. And this one particularly is a struggle for me every year. But this winter concert was such a wonderful evening of music that was performed in front of a full auditorium with the audience that gave the ensemble a standing ovation. Uh, In my mind, you couldn't ask for a better experience or feedback. And you ask the students, and some of them feel okay about the concert. Some of them feel proud of what they accomplished. But there's also a lot of blank faces. And there's tons of reasons for that that we can't get into today, whether it's stuff about home or just because they don't expect anything great to come from a small school and a small program. The list goes on. But basically, you can't expect kids to see the bigger picture sitting from their chair when you're looking from yours. But to kind of bring this full circle, if you're bringing the best experience to the table for them, and you're bringing the best version of yourself to the table for them, it makes the harder stuff easier to swallow, whether that be the blank faces post-performance or the students who may eventually leave the program or the audience who's not receptive to the product or the product that did not, you can deal with those things head on with a good perspective, knowing that you're creating the best possible experience you can for your students, regardless of what some of those outcomes are. Mirror the experience or the growth that took place over that semester, all those things that are out of our control. Before we come in from shoveling that snow, let's recap. So reflecting on my winter concert experience... Leaving it all out there on the field looks like this. One, creating a folder with some depth and balance that sets the students up for the best possible experience, including growth, fulfillment, and real-world connections. Number two, have your work done so that way you can be the person that you need to be for your students so that you can model the professionalism that you want them to have and that you can be there for the students who need you in real time. And number three, When things go sideways, and they will, 
Just remember, it is the process over the product. And if you focused on the process, the product will not affect your perspective, your fulfillment, or your worth. And it's not supposed to. Hey, I got to wrap up this episode today. However, I do owe you the turkey call story. So I think what I'm going to do is uh, create just an extra episode, not a full episode, just uh, I'm going to call it an extra. And I'll fill you in on the turkey call story that happened at the uh, winter concert and the complaint I got about it. So I'll share that uh, hopefully not too long after this episode drops. So that is it for today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Back with Band Room. And until then, happy music making. Music.